Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Greetings, fellow travelers. Big Ring Lover here. Today I'm going to guide you through the epic fantasy known as JRPG Torkelson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. Book one, The Friendship of the Rim, introduced us to the world of Google Earth, beginning with the sewer. Home of the hobos, a race of little boys. It was then that Garfield the Great, a magical old man, arrived and gave Frito the bad ring, which could only be destroyed by throwing it in a volcano. Later, in book two, the two princes, they encountered the vile sneaker and his twin brother Colin, who lived underwater. Meanwhile, Meme Base and Pigeon were captured by the Oinks. Legginess realized they're taking the homeboys to laser tag. Hello there. This is the Balugatoons podcast. Andy here. Thank you so much for deciding to listen to this. Um, this week, um, there's going to be the usual six minute shout out. Uh, I'm not going to reveal what that is just yet. Yeah, to those of you uh, who are listening for the first time, six minutes shout out is when I I spend six minutes talking about something that I I found online or just just anything that I think is good and worth checking out. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be doing one of those in a minute. Um, I'm also going to be doing uh, I'm going to be talking about a film uh, this week. It's uh, The Devil Wears Prada. Every week I just have this film randomly selected it could be like from any uh, any year is it doesn't really matter um so you're going to hear my thoughts on that that's going to be podflix that, that's what yeah um and uh now then let me, let me get this right uh i'm also going to be writing chapter 17 of the infinity express this is my ongoing story every week i'm trying to write a new chapter of this really crazy story that I'm you know the, the whole thing I'm just sort of pulling out of the air it's it's um very random it's it, so far it's just it's basically about a train um and there are five people on board and they're all from different worlds this train travels through different dimensions and yeah um there are now five friends um who have absolutely nothing in common and they're just doing random stuff, and it's just it, it, it it's a bit of fun. So yeah, you, you'll be able to hear me come up with chapter seventeen. Now I'm trying not to get too distracted because today um, it's a bit noisy out there, and I really I, I'm I'm kind of having to just live with this right now because um, it, it's the the builders they're doing something. I don't know what they're working on, some kind of structure outside. Um, and so that there's a lot of uh, hammer noises and drills of some description. I don't know. I don't know the specifics, but um, the only thing is, this sort of thing, 
I, I had a lot of this um, kind of around September, I think. I even think I mentioned it on one of my live streams, maybe in one of these podcasts. And it became a thing where I was just like, oh, maybe I'm not going to do any recording right now because I, I, it, it might be a bit too noisy. Um, and it went on for at least a month. It was just relentless. I, um, I'm start, I'm just, um, I mean, the, the good news is I don't have to stay around, you know, just in, in my flat the whole day. I can go out and do things, do whatever I want. Um, so I don't have to put up with it. Um, now that the sun's coming out, I might think about, um, going somewhere today just to get away from the noise uh, go ahead and uh, move on to the next segment here we go Damn you, uh, it is time for the six minute shout out so let's spin that internet wheel there it goes uh, so this wheel has all kinds of things on it from all over the internet it's uh, uh, it's going to land on one of these many topics and I'm going to talk about it. Um, what is? Ooh, it's it's slowing down. Um, it has landed on Kevin Smith's YouTube channel. Yeah, um, if you haven't heard, uh, Kevin Smith, the director of Clerks and many other films, um, recently he suffered a heart heart attack and. Um, I was seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter. Um, a lot of his fans just, you know, very relieved as, you know, he's apparently okay now. He's he's alive and well. Um, and the funny thing is, I don't know why I feel the need to talk about this because, um, as I say, he... He's recovering. He's he's just doing all right, um, but it's one of those things where you know. Um, I first I saw this stuff on Twitter. There were, there were news articles, and um, then his friend and fellow podcaster Ralph Garman um, did a little video in which he said, "I've been to see Kevin in hospital, and uh, he's recovering." So that's the good the good news there. Um, but there is all this, you know, kind of uncertainty. Like you know, for a while, we didn't really hear anything from Kevin himself. So on his YouTube channel, there's now a video entitled "Greetings from Glendale uh, Adventist uh, Adventist Hospital." <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, and I'm not timing myself. I was supposed to time myself, and I don't do this. I, I, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, because this is meant to be six minutes. Okay, let's call that two minutes. Ugh, I hate it when I forget. Uh, I'm going to play a, a bit of this video. I might have to edit some of it. Okay, let's, let's just uh, play a bit of this video. Hey, kids. I'll wait till we get a few people there. Let it build up a little bit. But, uh, hey, man, it's me, and I'm fine, kind of. I had a heart attack. A massive heart attack and very nearly died uh, the other night Sunday night I was doing two shows um, which we were shooting for for a comedy special and after the first show which was great two hours I started feeling nauseous felt a little nauseous 
And then uh, I uh, tried to lay down on the floor. I was like, hey, man, I'll, I'll just lay down for a bit. And when I was laying down on the floor, I wound up uh, um, getting ill, like threw up, and but mostly bile. So I just thought, like, you know, I got some bad milk. So I went to uh, uh, lay down at the theater, at the Alex Theater, and everyone there was very nice. And uh, Jordan, Chase's wife, uh, who runs our company, and uh, Emily, who does my hair, um, were both there, and they were, like, keeping an eye on me and stuff. And I was in that sickly, like, I don't want to be alone. I was trying to get over it so I can do the next show once they loaded everybody in. And then I was like, I want to lay down on a couch. Is there a couch anywhere? So I, I went and found a couch. And I laid down on the couch, and uh, look at flowers. People, nice people have been sending flowers and stuff. Went and laid down on the couch, and I couldn't get comfortable, which is weird for me. And I could not get comfortable laying on my stomach, laying on my back, my sides and stuff. And then I started feeling pressure on my chest, but not like, you know, there's an elephant on my chest. I just couldn't catch my breath. Honestly, I was never really in pain. And even in the ER, they're like, how much pain are you in on a 1 to 10? I was like, I'm, I'm not really in pain. I just couldn't catch my breath. So because of that and because I'm 47, like, I didn't piece together heart attack, even when I was sitting there going like my chest is heavy and stuff. And even though my father died at age 67 of a massive heart attack, and even though my mother has heart problems and she has two stents in uh, her arteries in her heart, I never in a million years thought it was heart attack. So there you go. Uh, there's a little taste of what um, was in this video. It, the, the, the entire thing is uh, almost 20 minutes long. Um, but yeah, I, I, I recommend seeing it in its full context you get to see the hospital he's staying at and it's just you know it's, it's quite reassuring because at this point we've heard about so many um people that you know who, who have a lot of fans um dying tragically young and i'm just really glad that this wasn't one of those cases um and yeah, I, um, it, it, it's easy for me to say all this as I, I happen to be a fan of his work, but um, I, I don't do this a lot. When celebrities die, I I tend to kind of uh, silently feel sad about it. Like when when David Bowie died, I I was really shocked, and I can just I can just remember that feeling as soon as I because I, I just heard it from someone else, you know. I, um, I was just hanging around with some friends, and they mentioned it, and I was like, "Really?" It was, this was early in the morning, and I, I hadn't seen the news yet. And yeah, um, I, I I remember at that point thinking, "I don't think I'm going to be one of those people who's putting out tributes on his uh, Twitter and all of that stuff." I think. I'm just going to kind of silently grieve over this because, yeah, um, there are people who knew that guy personally and it's for them to kind of verbally say, you know, his, 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 his you know, sad we feel and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it's funny how, um, one of the things that, Kevin says in in this video is, um, it, it kind of gave me a, a 
a nice little glimpse into what people are going to say about me when I'm gone. Um, and and I suppose that is true. Um, it makes you realise that this this is almost like um, a, a, a little we're getting an, getting an idea of of the, you know just how how sad that that, that day will be. But yeah, you know, I um, I don't know. There's something about this that I think because you know I um I, I, I thought this is warranting of a shout out basically and I, I may have got a little a little over the mark but I did have to play that that, that uh, clip um, which will be a bit shorter now <laughs> never mind yeah I think for that reason and for other reasons in future I need to um, open up a new project to do the six minute shout out maybe do it separately that should, that should be fine I'll, I'll probably do it that way from now on Anyway, so um, if you just look up Kevin Smith on YouTube, you can find his channel, and like he puts a lot of great videos on there. He, he does reviews on comics and comic book movies. So yeah, uh, check that out. And it's it's just such a relief to know that uh, he's still alive and well. I have fallen, and I choose not to get up. Something funny? No. No, 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 nothing's, you know, it's just that both those belts look exactly the same to me, you know, I'm still learning about this stuff and, uh... This stuff? Oh, okay, I see. You think this has nothing to do with you. You go to your closet and you select, I don't know, that lumpy blue sweater, for instance, because you're trying to tell the world that you take yourself too seriously to care about what you put on your back, but what you don't know is that that sweater is not just blue, it's not turquoise, it's not lapis, it's actually cerulean. And you're also blithely unaware of the fact that in 2002, Oscar de la Renta did a collection of cerulean gowns, and then I think it was Yves Saint Laurent, wasn't it, who showed cerulean military jackets. I think we need a jacket here. Mm. And then cerulean quickly showed up in the collections of eight different designers. And then it uh, filtered down through the department stores and then trickled on down into some tragic casual corner where you no doubt fished it out of some clearance bin. However, that blue represents millions of dollars and countless jobs. And it's sort of comical how you think that you've made a choice that exempts you from the fashion industry when, in fact, you're wearing a sweater that was selected for... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. 
We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. For you, by the people in this room, from a pile of stuff. A smart but sensible new graduate lands a job as an assistant to Miranda Priestley, the demanding editor-in-chief of a high fashion magazine. And that tells you all you need to know. From that, you will know if this is your type of film or not. It is not my type of film. Um, I'm actually quite surprised. I'm looking at IMDb, and I'm still not entirely sure what this means, but its popularity... uh, So this is The Devil Wears Prada, if you haven't picked that (laughs) up. Uh, so yeah, on IMDb, Devil Wears Prada, its popularity is up eighty six percent, and and I've just this year started uh, noticing um, the the little popularity bit um, when I talk about these films, and because I'm, I'm usually on IMDb, because um, if, if I yeah, if I remember correctly, Ray. Uh, seem to be declining in popularity, but it seems to be something that you, you're alive, you, you sometimes go up, sometimes go down. It probably doesn't tell you an awful lot. It, it's probably mostly about the amount of uh, trafficking and you know, all of that on IMDb. I'm guessing, um, and uh, I think this is a film that did go down quite well with critics, although because I. Cause I um, I vaguely remember Mark Kermo doing a review on Five Live. I can't remember what he said though. That's the only thing. I can't remember if he liked it, didn't like it. And my my problem with it is quite simple. And you know, because there are things I can compare it to. Um, because basically, uh, in this movie, you've got this um, this magazine company, and the people that work there. Are horrible, absolutely horrible, and that's kind of the point. I was able to to see, you know, you know it, it was very obvious that was intentional. You're supposed to dislike these characters. There's snobs. You could tell from that clip I played that you know, they they're just looking down on um, Anne Hathaway's character and. They, they did, you know, the, 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 this film does a pretty good job at making you dislike those characters. But the annoying thing is, you're supposed to sympathise with most of. The, I, I, I think, yeah, most of these characters, they're supposed to have that kind of story arc where you you learn more about them and they become more human. But in my opinion, it just doesn't work. You know, 
and I was thinking about this. It was really frustrating me because I I never thought there was never a point where I I really started to warm to any of these characters. It just didn't work for me. Um, and uh, I was thinking, what's a good example of um, like a character who's supposed to be a, a really horrible character? But you can kind of see where you know, where it's all coming from, and then it just hit me because I have been rewatching BoJack Horseman recently, and I can still remember the first time I I, I watched it. Um, I think well, it was about three episodes in. I, I was just like, "Well, I, okay, so this is a show about this horse who's a complete jerk and." Um, it's just about him getting into really awkward, horrific situations. Okay, clearly that's all there is to it. And then, obviously, uh, watching it further, realise that there's more to it than that. Um, and I love that show because, uh, yes, the, the main character is just the, <laughs> the absolute worst. But you start to sympathise when you see where it's all coming from, and I don't want to give too much away, but it has something to do with his parents, and later on we find out that there's, an, there's even a reason for that. We we at first we hate his parents, and then we we learn more about the, you know how they grew up, and it's it, it it's amazing how yeah you, you feel like um, Bojack can just do any a really reprehensible thing you can imagine and you, you can't stop feeling sympathy for him it's weird it's weird how this horse is more human than any of the characters in this film I'm supposed to be talking about um, so yeah as you can tell I I, I did not care for this uh, I, I, I think I've still yet to come across a film that I um, hated with absolute passion. Maybe hate is a bit too strong a word for how I feel about Devil Wears Prada. It's it's really not my kind of film. I think it could have been worse because it it seemed to have a bit of a um a bit of shallowness to it. But I think the overall message, um, like can I can I because I I did have difficulty focusing. It wasn't too hard this time around, fortunately. <laughs> I, I suppose um, the message at the end is that um, it, uh, um, I, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say. I think I, I, I had it because um, let's see the. The ending, right, is is when um, Anne Hathaway decides to quit, and she does get um, a job as a writer. Um, is that is that right? That, that's what I got out of it. Um, anyway, I, I I didn't care what was going on with the characters. It it it, it didn't hook me in. It's just basically not my kind of film. Would I watch it again? Obviously, the answer is no. Um, 
but you know, I, I suppose I don't. I don't hate films. It's it's not like I I, I never feel cheated just because I've, I've seen a bad film. It's, it's, it doesn't bother me. And uh, um, uh, what I should do now is decide. Uh, not decide. I'm going to go to suggestmemovie.com and find out what my next film is going to be. So just hang on a second. Okay, so I can now reveal uh, the 2012 film Robot and Frank is the film I'm going to be talking about in the next episode of the Beluga Tunes podcast. Wow, I learned something. That felt great. I feel taller. Do I look taller? Hi, we're here on the street asking people about the fump. Excuse me, sir, do you know what the fump is? The what? The fump. F-U-M-P. Oh, I don't know, uh, but it doesn't sound appetizing. I don't want any. Isn't that the sound a groundhog makes when you run over it with your car? Uh, no. Can you tell me what the fump is? Is it the enemy in the next Spider-Man movie? I don't think so. A clean-burning car that runs on pancakes? What? Isn't that the stuff the nutty professor invented? No, that's flubber. The fump. What is the fump? Ooh, it's a dog. I think it's half Great Dane, half Chihuahua. Is that even possible? Sounds like something you get from a cheap hooker. Oh, come on, no. Doesn't anyone around here know what the fump is? I do, but I'm a paid announcer with a script in front of me that explains it. Fine, fine. Go do your thing. The Fump is the Funny Music Project. It's a website where comedy musicians post funny songs and parodies. New songs are uploaded every Tuesday and Friday. The songs are available for free download from thefump.com or automatically via our podcast feed. The Fump features some of the biggest names in comedy music from the Dr. Demento Show, including the great Luke Ski, Robert London Spav, Devo Spice, Worm Quartet, Rob Balder, Possible Oscar, Tom Smith, Raymond and Scum, Power Salad, Bob Ricci, Carla Ulbricht, Steve Goody, Paul and Storm, and Jonathan Colton. High-quality downloads and compilation CDs are also available. Find us at www.thefump.com or look us up on iTunes. And for behind-the-scenes discussions on the songs posted to The Fump, listen to the Funny Music Podcast. Thank you. See, people, was that so hard? So it is something you get from a cheap hooker. Look, the one I was with last Friday sold me a copy of the Volume 10 compilation CD. Ugh, I quit. I'm going home. The Fump. It's not something you get from a cheap hooker. Usually. Okay, so, uh, once again, if, um... You've never heard this show before. Um, this is the part where I put together a story. And the way I do it is uh, I use randomlists.com to, uh, again, just uh, randomly choose uh, eight different words. Um, there, there are some long ones here this week. <laughs> so I'm going to read out what, uh, what this website has chosen for me. And with these eight words, I'm going to write the next chapter of the Infinity Express. Uh, so this week's words are efficacious, uh, boundary, houses, reminiscent, guarded, store, silent, and produce. So yeah, I'm going to take those down. I might have to look up efficacious because I don't actually know what that means. <laughs> um, but uh, once I've yeah, put those together and spent a little time um, writing up this uh, this chapter, I'll, I'll have it all ready and I'll be able to read it to you. So you'll be able to find out what's happening 
in in this, this this new chapter. So this is chapter 17 of the Infinity Express. I'm just about to write it. Okay, here we go. Okay, this, this is now becoming one of the shortest segments of this podcast. It basically, I'm done now. I'm about to read the new chapter. I don't think there's anything else to say. Um, in the last one, um, we learned that they are um, about to meet... Tabitha Gumbel, who's quite an important person, and she's going to be a guest at a certain special charity event. Um, that's really all we got from the last chapter, I think. Um, so here's chapter 17 of The Infinity Express. Becky tries to explain to Suzette how The Infinity Express works. The most efficacious procedure uh, is to have the train... You lost me at efficacious, says Suzette. uh, It's still important that you know what kind of boundaries are in place, replies Becky. This train can go anywhere, but we want to survive. So Shane, Suzette says, ignoring Becky. I understand this charity event is about finding houses for otters. Shane hands her a pamphlet that has all the information on it. Teresa tells the group about Tabitha Gumbel. She has a personality reminiscent of Queen Bunnybottom III. Her house is heavily guarded, Shane tells tells them. Why is that important? asks Lisa. Teresa starts to blush. Well, we haven't yet asked her to be our guest at the charity for young homeless otters, she says. Then how are you going to persuade her to be there? Lisa asks. Don't worry, Shane replies. We have a surprise in store for her. Tabitha Gumbel walks down one of the silent halls of her mansion. The butler approaches her. You have an urgent call, Miss Gumbel, he says, and produces a phone. Who could it be? She wonders. Well, we know, but uh, what happens next, thats uh, only time will tell, okay? You pressed you, referring to me. That is incorrect. The correct answer is you. Well, the time has very nearly come for me to send you all on your merry way. And I'm hoping um, maybe by by the time I do another episode, I might have um, a a recording with uh, This Is Ready Made to insert into this. Because I want to get back into doing those. Uh, It's just all about uh, making arrangements for it. Um, But yeah... uh, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this, and I hope that the the, uh, the builders haven't been too noisy for this recording. I do apologise for that. Um, I'm, I'm not going to stop doing the podcast. This is the thing. I, I, I found that this, this, this is challenging me a bit because it's like it it it, it seems it kind of makes me want to do the podcast less. But I'm going to do my best to keep it going. Um, hopefully, it, it won't be too long before they they finish all of that nonsense. <laughs> Anyway, um, my my website is belugatoons.com B-E-L-U-G-A T Oops, excuse me It's T-O-O-N-S Just, just the one T I, I said T twice, I, I don't mean that um, And I, I almost forgot um, The clips this week were from Neil Cicerega and Lord of the Rings um, Did I have to say Lord of the Rings? Because it was that part of the... Yeah. Uh, 
Hollywood Babylon, uh, John Tron, Kevin Smith, uh, The Devil Wears Prada, uh, Adam Ruins Everything, and The Simpsons. I think that was everything. I should have written all of this down. Let's just go through these again. So, yeah. Um... Oh, and uh, Pete Moore, yeah, for the asteroid, yeah. Um... Anyway, that, 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 those are all the credits. That's everything I needed to be... To... Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, and Deezer. Check out Video Gaga. Check out uh, at Beluga Tunes on Twitter and at Beluga Tunes Pod, Beluga Tunes Redbubble, all of that. There's a lot to... Um, my website has all the information you need on all this stuff. I'm getting a bit sleepy, so uh, I'm going to wrap things up. Join me next week when I will be talking about, uh, was it Robot and Frank? Which is a film I've never heard of, but that should be interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've never even heard of it, so um, we'll see if that's... If, if that's yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that is everything, right? Because I'm, I'm really just... My, my brain, sorry... <laughs> Yeah, uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Do take care. And bye-bye.